Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Transformers, defenders of truth, robots who burn. He's a cheap fan. That's uh, automatic. Yeah, I am a cheap fan. Hey, we had a good draft uh, this uh, this last weekend. There, really, you had a lot of picks. Hey. Lucas is also celebrating a birthday. Oh, that was yesterday, Rick. So that's old mm-hmm. news. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like the Transformers announcements. I mean, once you're a day past, I mean, it's like why even bother? Yeah. If we had if we had had this uh, live stream a day before, we could have got in time. But just like the Hasbro live stream events, we're a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> oh, oh, <sighs> so. Yeah. Tonight, our topic du jour is collecting horror stories. So, basically, times that we have been burned. Um, and, and while some of us have our own stories, we're also aware of quite a few stories from out there in the collecting universe that we'll share. And, and hopefully, you folks will, uh, viewers and listeners, will gain some insight on how not to end up in one of these collecting horror stories. So, uh, Rick, I, I don't remember if it was you or Peter that suggested the topic. I think it was yourself. Um, so, uh, you seemed enthusiastic about it. So, why don't you get us started? Oh, man. I, I, I just want to say before Rick starts that I'm very disappointed that Paul's not on the show because I would assume that he would be able to go an hour on this topic just by himself. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got some of Paul's stories I'll share. complaining about him? Right, right. Exactly. I think he has his own section of Twitter where people complain about yeah. him. So. Right. And Reddit. Don't forget Reddit, too. I. Um, oh, that's true. That's true. And do, does he have his own uh, like thread on TFW? He probably has his own subreddit at this point. Or yes, it was probably his own thread on TFW. He probably has yeah, his own and Facebook subreddit. group yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I saw World's Worst Person was uh, trending on Twitter, and I thought, oh, it's going to be about Trump. Uh, nope, it was about Paul. <laughs> so... Oh yeah, Nick has good stories too. Yeah, thanks, Catherine. That uh, yeah. in in the chat. And Nick's got so, it from both. We, we always get to hear. It's it's always fun. Yeah, Nick's one of those dudes it's that's got fun it. Seeing some feet. Yeah, I was just gonna say Nick's got it from both angles of both being a seller and a buyer. Right. It's always fun, like on the Facebook groups where people complain about certain eBay, you know, buyers, sellers, you know, whatever. Some of the dumb comments that people send in and questions. And 
I mean, if you're new to collecting, well, um, there's some legitimate questions and some legitimate concerns, and I kind of get it. And I think those of us who've been in the collecting community for a while sort of look at those people as, oh, you're you're a you know filthy noob. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't hurt to ask um, until we start to make fun of you for asking. But I, it's probably better right. to get some well, ridicule than lose some money. So this this is the episode where it's the self-deprecation uh, episode, uh, I guess, where we say how stupid we've all been. Or, you know, we explain to people stupid things we've done. Uh, and, you know, I was thinking about this because I was setting up a uh, display case over there. And I pulled out a Palisade statue. Anybody remember what those are? Yep. Show of hands. No? Nobody? I do. Uh, Pat. Palisade statue. So Palisades made some uh, eh, statues, and I'm pulling out the uh, the bumblebee. God, what's the bumblebee Palisades? Was that Hard Hero? Doesn't matter. Or was that Palisades? No, it wasn't Hard Hero. Okay. It was a tiny one. Anyway, so I pull it out, and I'm like, oh, I remember this. And the reason it's it's a it's an infuriating story because at that point. I got this thing well over 10 years ago. But at that point, I was already an eBay pro. Right? I was there when eBay started. Before before there were watch lists. All right? When you can go on and leave all your friends feedback. If you didn't buy anything from them, they could leave you feedback. And it didn't matter. So, I get the statue. I unbox it. And it was like... 50 bucks, buy it now. Done. I love art. I love statues. Boom. No brainer. Get the statue. <gasps> Why? It's missing an arm. I'm like, that motherfucker. I'm going to find this person's house. I'm going to wipe out their bloodline. So first thing I do is, let me just go check the eBay thing, right? Because I'm, I'm about to light this man's life on fire. And sure enough, in the eBay description, it clearly says, for $50, you will get the statue missing an arm. And me, not realizing that people sometimes sell crap on eBay, have now been stuck with a statue missing an arm. And I refuse to replace it. Because it reminds me to pay attention to what I'm doing. So, be careful what you buy. Read the fine print. Because even if you're an experienced, even if you're a pro, you can burn yourself. You may not get burned by others, but you might burn yourself. I feel like that's every eBay, I mean, not every eBay story, but a lot of them where you, you know, they bury something at the very bottom of the description or they say, see pictures for details. And it's like somehow posed just in the right way where you can't tell that it has a crack or a missing thing or just whatever, whatever it may be. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that we've all had plenty of eBay, you know, stories where 
there was some type of issue and um, that if you would have been more careful at looking over the listing, you would have been able to tell. Um, but I don't know about you guys. A lot of times when I'm looking at those, there's multiple listings you're looking at. And so you kind of like, you know, they all kind of run together and you don't realize the one that you bought, you know, for the good price had, you know, whatever, whatever issue with it. It, it was a quick, uh, you know, instant buy. Uh, like, oh, that statue for fifty bucks? That's a no. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. How did yeah. everybody else not get this? Because everybody else took the, took the extra five seconds to read the description. I look. The first thing I look at is the feedback. Feedback's a hundred percent. Boom, do it. And um, I'm pretty sure, out of spite, I still left them negative feedback. That and that was before you can. That was before you can like uh, get arbitration involved and say no, 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 no. They're wrong for leaving me negative feedback. You were stuck with it. Yeah, I'm not sure you're actually allowed to leave negative feedback at this point on eBay. I'm sure you can, but it's it's very difficult. So that that's um, that's what we're starting off with, and it reminded me of another one. But before I I go, I'm gonna see if you guys have. Phil, surely a man with a beard like that has something. I've got a few, so so I'll do I'll do um, a quick story that's similar to that, and then something else your story reminded me of. So I bought a G1 Jetfire off of eBay, and um, yeah, in in the pictures he had a a cracked ankle armor piece that was broken. Um, and so it was sort of buyer's remorse when I got him and was like, well, it wasn't listed in the description that he was broken. The seller did say, well, Hey, there's, you can kind of see it in the picture. I'm like, dude, it's, it's, it's like hidden behind his leg where this piece is sitting on the ground, not attached to him. So I got lucky in that regard and the seller uh, refunded me. Uh, and I shipped it back. I still, still do not have a G1 jet fire in my collection. So at this point, I'm sure it would cost me a significant amount more money than back then. Um, but one of the things you said, Rick, that reminded me, uh, uh, you know, when you're looking on eBay, yeah, absolutely. Great point. Check what the eBay seller's rating is at and check where the eBay seller is located from. Because there are story after story on Facebook of People, I'm sure, all kinds of, of groups, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, uh, you know, different message boards out there of these eBay sellers based in China that are selling fans toys or MP stuff at prices too good to be true. And by the time you actually get it, what you're getting is a, is a you know, oh, a I, bracelet. I've got a good story on that Yeah. Um, here in a minute. I was just going to say, as far as the picture stuff, I feel like I've been pretty good about reading the descriptions and looking at pictures. I normally don't ask for more pictures. Um, I usually just ask the seller if there's any issues or, or whatever that you can't necessarily see um, personally. But I have had a couple instances where you couldn't tell by the picture that something was cracked or you know whatever, and they didn't describe it. And so I would have to go back to the seller and say, hey, like you know what's up so um depending on the item sometimes i you know might ship it back or you know if the seller says hey what if i knock 20 bucks off like is that gonna work and you know so just kind of depends on on what it is um but uh I, i'm usually not quite as picky as i know 
a lot of people try to have something where it's completely pristine mint in box and um you know so just depends on what uh what the item is so um i'm sure uh um, you know, some of our other guys like Nick and Paul and those guys that are on the seller side always appreciate people asking for more photos, but then the person not actually buying the item after you, you ask for a laundry list of more photos. So, you know, speaking of Jetfire, I uh, thought I was doing a friend a favor. I uh, he's like, hey, uh, I'm looking for a Jetfire styrofoam. You know, do you know anybody? And I'm like. Hey, I happen to have a few extra Jetfire boxes with the styrofoam. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll send you one. I'll just send it you. I'll just send you one. Don't worry about it. You know, I'll just send it. I'll just send it to you because we're because we're friends. And he gets it. He's like, "Hey, man, I really appreciate that. Thank you. It had a sealed set of instructions in it. You know, with the stickers and everything." And I'm like, "Oh, that must have been mine. That that must have been the one I." You know, that must have been mine. He's like, oh, well, I really appreciate it. So rather than say, oh, hey, dude, you sent me the wrong one. Thanks to you for sending me this free item. Uh, no, fuck you. I'm keeping this. So don't be nice to people is the point. Especially <laughs> I, uh, not your friends. I feel like I should have been better friends with with Rick a while back. Wouldn't have had to pay for a right? drug fire. Right. Rick would have just sent you his extra one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I've, speaking of Jetfires, hey, my Jetfire is in uh, the Smithsonian. Did I ever tell you this story? I believe so. I did. Okay. But hey, share it I again. I don't think I've heard it, but yeah. Oh, so, um, you know, when Revenge of the Fallen came out, everybody on the Hasbro team went to the movie premiere in California. But low guy on the totem pole, Rick, because I was new at the time, they're like, hey, Rick, instead of going to the premiere... Uh, we're going to send you to Washington, D.C., and you're going to set up the Transformers exhibit. By the way, I think they're looking for a few items, so if you can just talk to them and figure that out. So I'm talking with the people setting up the display at Smithsonian. They're like, hey, we're looking for an Optimus. We're looking for a Jetfire, uh, original ones. Do, do you know anyone who has it? I'm like, I do, but uh, can they go in as, a you know, thanks to Rick Alvarez? And not Hasbro. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I have an Optimus Prime and I have a Jetfire in the Smithsonian as accredited to me. And while they're no longer on display, they're in the Smithsonian vault. And you can you can Google the Smithsonian uh, website to actually see them, see my, my Jetfire and my Optimus. And it has it still has my name on it. So um, that, that's just a little side Jetfire story. I'm pretty sure the plot to National Treasure 3 is Nicolas Cage stealing those toys. <laughs> uh, I think he's going to be on the hunt for his career in that one. I mean, his, his, this new movie, National side Treasure note, 3, but this yeah. new movie of his um, has got a lot of buzz, and I want to see it. So um, his career has got a little bit of a surge there. He's not a bad actor. He just makes a lot of bad films. Yeah. I mean, he's been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. You know? He just he just makes some bad choices. Which is, you know, goes with tonight's theme. Don't, don't Speaking we Speaking of bad choices. So I'm cruising the Facebook. And this is something I'm currently dealing with. 
and I come across this uh, these people, Sarah and Dave, in the UK, and they do 3D printing, and they 3D print this matrix and they put it up. They're like, "Hey, 150 bucks for for or 110 dollars for this 3D printed matrix." Everyone's like, "Oh my god, it looks so good! It looks so good! It looks so good!" So I I go back and forth. I message them, go back and forth, and I'm like, "Hey, what if I want one that's like five times that size?" Like a big one. That one's like too big for me to hold. Like it's like one to one scale with Optimus. And we come up with a price. And I pay them. And luckily I paid them not friends and family. I paid them the other way. As you know, as I'm buying a, a service from them. Uh they told me, Hey, it printed. Hey, it shipped. Nope, never never printed, never shipped contact back and forth hey this thing hasn't arrived give me some proof that you shipped it they're like oh well we you know we haven't done it yet like so you lied to me and so i had to open a paypal dispute case and so now i'm waiting they have until i think the 16th of may to respond to paypal and uh yeah so be careful when you buy off social media but if you do if you buy off somebody you don't know Learn my lesson and don't send them friends and family because they're not your friends and they're not your family. Yeah, so that's always a good a good case in general. Also, there's an expiration date on that as well. Um, as I learned from um, a uh, Kickstarter for Moss Toys, that uh, after a while you can't get a claim back from your bank. Um, so... Or, you know, credit card, whatever it may be. Just, to, you know, just, just make sure you look into that as you're, you know, backing things or, or doing things and, and whatever. And I had another instance like that uh, happen, Rick, where, um, gosh, what was the guy's name? He was, he was a guy in the community and he was making um, the um, ARC backgrounds. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... He he ended up ghosting a bunch of people, myself included, um, with it where he just like wouldn't respond. Um, so I've been out that that money. It was he was supposed to have it done, I think, in 2018. So and uh, yeah, still still not done. So well, says he's working on it still, I guess, or something. I don't know. So I'm a, I'm a vindictive person. I try to do good in this world, but I'm I'm. Something about people named Rick are just assholes in general. So I am actually thinking of going to TF Nation in the UK on the off chance that they might be there either as a dealer or just I randomly pass them in attendance. And then you can extrapolate what might happen should we come face to face. I, I like, Rick, that you specifically want to go to TF Nation just to, you know, r- run into chance, someone who's wronged you. On the off chance that they might even be there. Who knows? They may not be there. Well, but, Rick, you've just blown that plan by telling the world your plan on the most watched podcast there is. Cool your jets there. Cool your jets there. Uh, they don't. I'm pretty sure they don't get this channel in the UK. So, no. Yeah, it's like the hub. You know, outside the US, it doesn't exist. 
I never realized that, that the hub was only a U.S. thing. I never thought about that. <laughs> that's, why, that's why Prime was on Cartoon Network in Canada. That makes sense. Well, there you so, go. So I think a couple other words of advice I'd, I'd give to folks uh, from those from that story, Rick, and I think you're using you know goods and services is a great one. Um, I think be careful when you're buying something that someone is making. You know, th- those things more often than not turn out well, but there are times where the person gets behind, the person gets backlog, or sometimes they just decide not to do it. Um, so yeah, make sure you're, you're giving yourself a way to get your money back. Anytime someone is making something for you, anytime you're buying anything offline, make sure there's a way to get your money back. But when something actually, someone actually has to make it for you, there's a chance where it will not come back in the quality that you were originally promised, the time frame you were promised, all sorts of those things. So, and and as Lucas said, be mindful of the time frame you have to get your money back. So that, you know. Your words like just like struck struck me really hard right now because uh, so I, I own a frame shop and we everything is handmade by me everything's handmade and so people trust me they leave me with their art or their photographs and they trust that I'm going to make something for them right but uh, yeah I require deposit I very very little do i ever have if it's under 100 bucks i like you got to pay up you got to pay the whole thing if it's under 100 bucks right anything over over 100 bucks pay me half now when you come back you love it you pay me the other half or you don't pay me so that's that's a good way of i think doing business when you have to make something and someone's trusting that you're going to follow through on it well, I think customs are always tricky because those always take a really long time. And most of the people doing those, you know, it's almost as much a labor of love as is anything else. So the timeline can be kind of tricky when you, you know, order a custom, um, you know, especially from smaller sellers and and whatever. So I think that the main thing is obviously is, you know, making sure that they have a good reputation that you've checked everything and that you're getting regular communications from them to where if they say that they're delivering it in, you know, whatever, a month, two months, six months, whatever it may be that, you know, that they're good on your word and aren't just going to, you know, uh, you know, ghost you or do, do yeah, whatever. Right. And I mean, that's happened a lot with people in the community. So that's right. Uh, you know, I got a win story. I got a win story. It's my it's my only win story for the night. Go on eBay and I bought a Destro Decimator. Mm-hmm. I think it's called whatever the Iron Grenadier Destro vehicle was for GI Joe. So it's taking forever. It's taking forever. Taking forever. And I'm like con- trying to contact the guy. I'm like, you gonna ship it? Is it shipped? Did it ship? You gonna ship it? Has it shipped? Did you ship it to me? Did you ship it to somebody else? Did you ship it to yourself? So open up an account or so open up a complaint with, with eBay. Time goes by, eBay's like, Yeah, we haven't heard from this dude, so here's your refund. Great. The next day I got it in the mail. Ah. So I got a free 
free G.I. Joe toy. But that was because the guy was just... Did the guy contact you afterwards nope. or anything? Or nope. just never heard from him? That's nope. weird. Nope. In fact, I think maybe his eBay account got suspended. So hmm. that was that was the end of that. And I got a, I got a win. Got a rare win. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I think just on, on either side is, is just make sure that you're communicating like as a seller too, because yeah, if you, you know, even if you shipped it, if you don't have proof that you did, I mean, it's like, how do you, how do you tell? So, you know, I take a picture of every single item that leaves my store before the customer comes, picks it up. As soon as I finish it, I take a picture because if they get it home and they say, Hey, this corner was is banged up. I look at the picture and I go, it wasn't banged up in the store. So you either did that yourself or it was a ghost. It wasn't me. So I can fix it for you, but it's going to cost you. So CYA, cover your anus. I had a buyer buy the... Um... Transformers Cyberverse Build-A-Figure McAdams off of me a couple months back. And he had no eBay feedback at all. So that was a big flag to me that I was kind of just on alert. And uh, I brought the toy with me to the post office with all of the packaging material. And had my seven-year-old son hold my phone and record a video of me packaging the toy and applying the label just in case the guy like came back and said that it came in busted or all this. So I packed it very securely. Um, but, but, you know, did everything, held up the toy to the camera, held up the packaged it, wrapped it all up. And, and my son did a great job of holding the camera steady and recording all of it, held up the address label, showed me, put it into the big giant metal drop box in the post office. And, uh, yeah, fortunately, never uh, got any complaints. Didn't, didn't get a positive feedback or, or negative feedback. But uh, yeah, the guy has one positive uh, feedback response now from his purchase from me. So, mm. yeah, that, that's easier to do with smaller yeah. toys than, than something large that you might be shipping to somebody. I have one negative feedback. And all my 580-some feedbacks, I have one negative. I sold an MP01. The original MPO one. No, it was, it was the MPO three. Whatever it was, it was the Ultra Magnus. Mm-hmm. It was the white version of, of the original Masterpiece Optimus. It was sealed. I know where it came from. It came from Takara. It, it, it was received while at Hasbro. So I know exactly where it came from. I mailed it off. Guy leaves me a feedback saying he opened the box. It wasn't it. I'm like, dude, so you either lied or somehow Takara might have put in a lucky draw or something or a prototype and said, here. And I'm like, I'm never going to open this. And I sold it. And you got that instead. And you're too stupid to realize what it is. So I hope it's just the guy was an asshole. Well, did the guy provide pictures? I mean, no, no, this was, you know, no, no. Is this back in the day? No, this is this is like roughly ten years ago. Okay. So I don't think you could submit pictures with claims back then, or, or just you know it was just negative feedback. 
people had to mail their Polaroids or something. Right. To... They had to write a letter to their senator <laughs> and get, you know, and that's, you know, get nominated to be able to send pictures to eBay. And it was a whole process. They made it really hard for you. Oh, so my story, uh, going back earlier about the Chinese seller thing, mm -hmm. right? So first off, I usually try not to ever buy from uh, Chinese sellers just as a you know, point of practice. There are a few good ones, um, you know, guys in uh, Taiwan or Hong Kong and in China, whatever. So I can't remember. It's like Babo something or other has like a huge thing. He's like a pretty good seller. I think that um, there's a few other guys that um you know i bought from and never had issues with however there was a toy don't even remember which one it was um but uh you know couldn't find it from reputable sellers couldn't find it in the u.s and so i said you know what i'm gonna go ahead and buy it from one of these um random chinese sellers right so tried to pick the one where like it looked like it was a legit price Looked like that the person had plenty of feedback. Like you go through the feedback, it looked like that they had been selling, you know, like plenty of like regular items. Like people were giving good feedback on those items, all that type of thing. Check the years a. There's a thread on TFW 2005 which um, lists out the like good and bad sellers from China. Like check that list. He was on the good seller list and all that, right? So. So I, um, you know, I'm just kind of checking on my item after I ordered it. And I'm like, about a, you know, week later, I see, I start seeing that this guy starts getting negative feedback. And I'm like, oh no, this isn't good. And so you just keep seeing the like list grow. And then you see that people on TFW are like, hey, I think I got scammed by this guy. And uh, so I'm, I'm holding out hope. But uh, but no, so I, I get it in the mail, and it's um, I think it was, it was like a trans. Uh oh, I can't remember. Lucas, you're getting all choppy there, Lucas, on us. Lucas died. Lucas, you died. Um, oh no. And so, um, uh, am I cutting out? Uh, you're you're a little better now. I think you're coming in better on the live stream than you yeah, are uh, for, for us here. All right. So you, you got it. May, the it may just watch. be behind or something. But uh, so anyway, so I um, so I'm like, well, you know, not to fear. I'll go ahead and just open up a claim with eBay. So eBay, like I open it with them and they're like, oh, well, you're going to have to like press charges against this guy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like. This is like a hundred dollar item and the dude's in China. Like what, like there's no jurisdiction, whatever. Like, no, no, you have to submit. So I had to like run down to the uh, police station to like submit a police report or whatever for this. And like the police are just like mystified. They're like, what? Wait, oh, mail you, for mail? You got... Yeah, I guess. Um, and so like they're, yeah. So like the police are just like, what do you want us to do? Like, we're not going to do that. Like, quit wasting our time. And I'm like, well, I appreciate that. And I don't want to waste my time or your time. But eBay's forced me to do this, right? So I literally had to patch in and get the badge number from the police officer at the police station 
that was like, I'm not filing a report. Sorry. You know, and he had to talk to the stupid people from eBay. So they luckily changed it. Like for whatever reason, I guess they must've gotten too many claims at that point, you know, and I don't know if they just had um, a lot of people getting chargebacks and, and, the problem with that is, is that like what happens with these eBay sellers is like they're good for a while, they get feedback and then they just tank it and then they cut the money and run and like, you you know, eBay's not going to see that anymore. And eBay actually has to cover the, like as part of their, like whatever fraud guarantee. Buyer guarantee now. Um, buyer guarantee for the cost. And so I think that at whatever point they're like, this is costing us way too much money. And so instead of them actually putting in like legit, you know, like practices or whatever, like updating what they're doing, they just tried to make it harder for the buyer to claim their money back. But I did get my money back eventually. But uh, yeah, it was not a fun process to go through. Yeah, I went through mm. that same thing um, with the fans' toy Braun, um, and it was it, it was after the point that eBay had made it easier to get your money back. So I did get my money back on that. The, the item was shipped, and then it just that was it. There was the tracking number that didn't go anywhere. The tracking number like never left China, and uh, yeah, eBay gave me my money back. But you know, again, that that whole kind of pump and dump scam on eBay. Um, is, is more common than, than you'd like. So if you see a price that looks too good to be true, it probably is. It's either A, um, like Lucas said, something where you're never going to receive the actual item, or B, it, it's very likely a knockoff. So, you know, du double check, you know, again, what the description is. Um, going back to the idea the the pan with goods and services, another scam that's popped up a little bit more recently to be mindful of and watch out for, is you're, you're buying something off of someone off of like Facebook and they're like, yeah, yeah, I can do uh, PayPal. Yeah, I'm good with PayPal. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're trying to send the money and it's not going through. And they're like, oh, well, try this or, you know, try that. And finally, like, oh, something must be wrong with my account. Just send it to me through Cash App or Venmo or Zelle. One of these other pay services where you can't as easily get your money back. And in fact, sometimes you can't get your money back at all. And so at that point, you're, you're kind of screwed. And sometimes these, these con artists will even have like a screenshot to make it look like their, their PayPal's down or something's wrong. And so they, they come off at first to start to say like, yeah, yeah, you can, you can pay me goods and services. That's fine. And then, you know, after you kind of throw your hands up in the air saying, well, all right, you were going to let me pay you through a legit manner. You don't sound like a sketchy person. I'll pay you through the the you know more dangerous method because I think you've already proven yourself to be trustworthy, and that's when they they get you and they get your cash and your your SOL not going to get that money back unless you maybe fill out some police report, but it's unlikely that would ever result in your benefit. So, man, that reminds me when I was in college. Uh, this was so this was back like two thousand two, two thousand one. Somebody got my credit card number. At, well, I didn't have a credit card. I had a debit card. But it had the Visa logo on it. Anyway, somebody got my card number, charged five bucks and then ten bucks at the pizza place just to make sure the card was working. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
200, it's 300. So I go to, uh, so I go to, uh, the bank and I'm like, Hey, uh, somebody's charging stuff on my card. It's not me. It's like, well, we're going to freeze your account. But what you need to do is you need to call each vendor, tell them what's happened and then tell them that the police will get involved if they don't give you your money back. So me naive, you know, 20 some year old kid start calling vendors and they're like, sorry, we're not, no, get out of here. Get out of here with that. We're not, we're not giving you your money back. Who are, get out of here, you stupid kid, punk kid. So, the world is a shitty place. Don't don't trust. Yeah, I, I I would say in general that um, you know try not to use your debit card on uh, items if you can. Um, that uh, you probably want to try to use some other you know th- uh, something else with purchase protection like. You know, PayPal or if you have a credit card. Um, and I don't know as far as debit cards, but a lot of times uh, if you're buying things online, I think you can generate temporary card numbers. Uh, so then that way it can only be used for certain certain things. Um, and so if you do it that way, then, you know, you're not putting your credit card number. So, like, let's say, for example, if you buy something from, I don't know, TF Source, and then uh, they get their stuff hacked uh, from their credit card processor, uh, multiple times, uh, you don't have to worry about, um, you know, getting your information stolen. So, yes, which is, you know, what happened. Remember with the club and everyone got their stuff stolen from the club. And I remember I had a bunch of people, friends, friends of mine saying, Hey, you need to address this. You need to figure out what this is when I was working at Hasbro. Like you need to figure out what's going on. I'm like, what are you talking about? So, Somebody in the club got hacked, and then I got hacked, and like you need to figure this out. I'm like, what? What are you talking? This is this doesn't involve me. What do you? What do you mean? I don't know. File a claim with your. So I had no clue what was going on. No clue what was going on. So uh, yeah, so that taught me that for my business, don't have the payment service on your own server, which can be hacked. Use a third-party guy that's responsible for it, like Shopify, right? So if they get hacked, it's on them. I don't keep any of that credit card information. I can't get hacked because I don't have that information. So if you're a seller, do what I do. Go to a third-party vendor to, again, see why I cover your ass. So I've got a kind of funny buying story um, revolving around not this exact toy, and I'll explain why in just a minute, but but Fans Toy Sheridan, a lovely little uh, Warpath uh, third party. Oh, I, I've been uh, you know one of those dudes, and not intentionally, but yeah, the, the QC stickers on there. Didn't even realize that till just now. Anyways, um, never transformed the guy, but uh, I love him. He's he's cool. He's hefty, and, and uh, yeah, he's an awesome looking Warpath. So. There was a local guy that was doing a fire sale, an in-person fire sale. And one of our friends got wind of it, put it out to the our text chain for Chicagoland. And, you know, we started seeing the guy's prices and we're just like, oh my gosh, 
This guy is selling some nice high-end stuff. Fans, toys, and MPs, and uh, so, some nice stuff for some really great prices. And a couple guys reached out to him, kind of made times to come by his house. He wasn't that far away from most of us. And uh, we started going over there, you know, one by one throughout the day. And, you know, I, I was interested. I got my my fans toy, Sovereign Galvatron from him. What, I got an MP. Was it a brothel? No, no. This was a dude who was uh, had a kid on the way and had to raise some cash for his kid on the way. Like, you know, kind of heard that story a bunch of times. So he was he was legitimate. Everything about it was wholly legitimate. So I'm like, hey. I, I, I'm interested in the Megatron if it looks good. I'm interested in the fans toy Galvatron uh, if it looks good. And then, like, I saw sitting there. I'm like, ooh, Sheridan. And he had a great price on Sheridan. I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm like, is that, is that guy still available? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll take all three. So I do the whole exchange. I, I even pick up a, a, a MP44 for Surge and hop in my car and start to head home. And I'm driving home. I had to take the highway from to home from this guy's place. And basically, like once I get on the highway from this guy's place, about five minutes after being on the highway, there's no other exit for another like 10 minutes. So I'm driving down the highway and I start getting a call from an unknown number. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I'm driving. I don't, I'm not gonna answer that. And then the number calls back two or three more times. I'm like, okay, I guess like I gotta answer this now. And it was the guy, the Sheridan, he had promised to one of my other friends that was coming by later in the afternoon who had already paid him ahead of time on PayPal for it. So I had to then turn around and the Sheridan that got a great price for, I had to then turn around and give back to the guy because he had already sold it to. And if it was just like well, some random dude, I... Well, you didn't, you didn't have to. I, I did I this. Say, yeah. You could have been like Rick's Rick's friend that just kept Yeah, it. I, I could have yeah, done hey, that. thanks and for the great deal. If, Sorry, man. That's not my problem. I, it, it, I don't. If it hadn't been someone that I was friends with, I don't know if I would have done that. I probably my conscience probably would have been guilty, and I would have probably turned around. Um, but especially because it was a friend of mine, I was like, ah, all right, I I need to turn around. So yeah, I spent another half hour turning around and you know giving it back and then driving back home. So yeah, that was that was a. Um, uh, a sad event. I definitely came home quite disappointed and was messaging my friend after that, like, are you sure you want them? Like, you come by, you drive by my house on your way back home from this guy's place, so if you don't want them, yeah, feel free to swing by and I'll, I'll buy them off you. And, and no, he, he wanted them, so... Yeah, but that's uh, that... Well, that, that's a good guy story. I, I kind of had one of those. I bought a bunch of stuff, like four or five items off, off a guy on eBay. And I get the box, and everything's there. But there's also a Power Master Optimus Prime in there. So I'm like, you know, let me just... I always think, oh, somebody bought this for their kid or something. Or I gotta, you know, like... It's just, like, it pisses me off when I see those returned items to the store and it's the wrong figure in there. Like, I always point those out to the staff. I'm like, somebody's gonna buy this for their kid or their grandkid. They're not gonna know... Anyway, so I contact the guy. I'm like, hey, man, you sent me a Power Master Prime. And instead, he's like, oh, thank you so much for letting me know. I wasn't sure who I mailed that to. I mailed it to you by accident. Could could you mail it back to me? And I'll, I'll mail it to the guy. I'm like, all right, no problem. Um, but I didn't mail it back. I have it. 
I'm I'm kidding. Yes, I mailed it back. I mailed the stupid. So thing I was back. gonna say, so you're yeah. a guy. Yeah, right. No, I mail I mailed the thing back. Yeah, it was just the shell and the head. That's all it was. I'm like, I don't need that. So no, I I you know I I did the right thing for once and I mailed it back to the dude. So, uh, you know, some it, it you know, be nice to people sometimes. Not all the time, just sometimes. Yeah, I mean, honest mistakes, forgive people for those and try and be helpful. Karma will come around, hopefully. Yeah. I what? could have been a dick and say, yeah, you know, or never said anything. But, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I... If it was a lucky draw figure, I might have not said anything. <laughs> but... Yeah, I got lucky with... Uh... My my fans toy Apache I bought off a dude off of Facebook it was already a, a good price, and um, I get the box I open it up and and it was I think an X Transbot Stunticon, um, like not what I ordered and you know I messaged the dude he was like oh crap, uh yeah I got I got your box still sitting in my trunk this your the Stunticon you got was supposed to go to this other guy. If you send it back to me, I'll send you the uh, the, the fans' toys uh, Apache Springer, and I'll knock twenty bucks off for you. I'm like, okay. So I got my uh, Apache for under a hundred bucks, I think, when everything was all said and done, uh, which I was very very pleased with that. Yeah, there's sometimes you know be nice to people, but you know other times. Screw do you have i feel like i want to know if there's any like screw you stories did you guys ever screw anybody moment of truth so i try not to ever be involved one way or another in a facebook story so like i don't want someone like plastering my name uh all over facebook about how i screwed someone else so i I try not to engage in, in any of that. But I, I'm the same way, Rick, too, that uh, I feel like I'm too nice and, uh, you know, whatever, too, to actually screw someone over on something. But sure enough, it always comes back to bite us in the ass. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're all going to get bitten ass by something or someone. I, I personally prefer not to be the person who bites someone else in the ass. And, and as much as it's me saying, like, I want to be a good guy, it's not even that. I just don't want to have that guilt on my conscience. You know, I don't want to sit there and think of myself like, am I an asshole? And, uh, you know, there, there's times where I've done small things and felt very, very regretful about it. So, yeah, to to uh, shame is a, a very large emotion in, in my life uh, at times. So. I don't need to bring more shame upon myself by, by swindling someone out of a toy. Hmm. Hmm. I will say if you are, hmm. if you are on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, any of the boards, and you're out there blasting people that are bad sellers, that's cool. That's fine. If you're trying to help the community know that someone is a, a bad seller, that's fine. But Someone's just got something at a high price, like, okay, don't buy it off that person. You know, if, if a seller on eBay has something at a ridiculously huge price, like blasting them all over social media, like, I don't know what benefit that creates. Like, you're not, you're unlikely to get them to lower their price. 
you know, you're just causing problems for someone else. And I guess if you think that by causing problems for someone else, you're hurting the other person, you, you, you sort of are, but you're not, you're not helping other buyers to not buy from them. You're not really helping yourself. You're just kind of a trying to do a two wrongs, make a right sort of thing from my point of view. So I don't know. I mean, if you don't, yeah, if, so, you, if you think someone's so. overpriced, that's, that's fine. They can be, but the market will either put them out of business or something else, or they'll lower the price. Yeah, I mean, just because someone let, I, I don't know. Let's call this person. You know, forget it. it doesn't matter what we call them. But listen, just because someone has, you know, say, a Voyager figure for eighty bucks on their website, right? So it's capitalism man they can sell it for whatever they want they can they can charge whatever they want for it doesn't mean they'll get it doesn't mean they'll they'll ever make money off it doesn't mean someone will be stupid enough to buy it but hey they can sell it for whatever they want to sell it for why why do you have to be a dick and say they're a shitty person for not selling it at the price you want them to sell it at That's it in a nutshell. Don't buy it from them. You're not going to anyway. Chances are no one else will either. So, so what's the matter? So is that the uh, the horror story that uh, we uh, bought something for too high a price from a uh, random internet seller and then we could have found it, uh, you know, Shortly after that, if we would have just waited patiently. I'm sure we all have the, oh, if I had just waited, I wouldn't have paid that much for it. You know, I got a million of those stories. Um, But I always get nervous that I'm not going to find it. Yep. You're missing out. And then it starts showing up in like the UK and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, crap. So I got to contact the UK contingency and be like, all right, get this for me. Get, Get me two of them. Ship them. Uh, yeah, it's something like 90% of the time patients will pay off. But that that 10% of the time where you don't get something, just we feel the sting of that so much and influences our, uh, our decision-making so much more than the other 90% of the time where the thing does come through. Yep. You know what I was patient on? That stupid road rage figure, that... that target exclusive the red tracks yeah and i lost out on it because people started posting hey i found it at the store i found it at the store and i said you know what i'll wait i'm gonna find it at the store i'll find it at the store i never found you it could have ordered store. it online did you not get it no i never got it i don't have it i oh. don't have it so if someone out there I... wants to sell me one i, I would like to buy one I swear that uh I, th- I swear it even went on clearance or something at target.com you're not making me feel better. <laughs> I think yeah, Lucas and I still... are both checking okay. to see. Are you not a Are you not a red card exclusive? No. Or, Can uh, you buy me two of those well, and I'll PayPal you right no, now? No, I can't because I already bought my own and they limit it. But if you can find someone with a red card, it's um, on Target.com for twenty two ninety nine. You can get it shipped to you like this week. Why don't you just sign up for a red card, Rick? 
is it a credit card or is it a, it's a debit card? It no, you can do card. the debit card. You can do a credit card or a debit card. Go to Target. Make the cashier's day. Make sure right. to find the cashier that doesn't actually ask looks, you if you want a red card. Looks, nobody ever asks me because I always go self-checkout. But, oh, okay. All right. So but, find uh, the yeah, no. cashier I can and tell them, excuse yes, me, sir. because it'll make their all day. sign up for a red card and, yes. and make their day. Yeah. But, no, yeah. they do still have it. It's Unfortunately, it's a red card exclusive. So, But you can order it from Target.com. I just confirmed online. All right. So. All right. So I'll do that then. Yeah, it's still a red card exclusive, at least online, that I can see. All right, then. So. Oh. Well, I think that covers it. Thanks, everyone. And yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else. Phil, you got anything? No, just uh, be smart. If something doesn't feel right, feel free to pull the plug. I mean, it's, it's there's very few items that are like one of a kind that you'll never be able to find again kind of thing. You'll usually be able to find something probably a week later from another seller. You know, maybe not the exact same price. Heck, maybe be a better price. But uh, if it feels if it feels fishy, just pull the plug. Hell, I mean, there's plenty of items that I thought, you know, high-end items that I thought this will be the only time I ever see this. And they've shown up again. So, you know, patience. I guess I guess being patient, I, I talked to Lucas, and Lucas is like, go get a red card, you idiot. And well, I what's funny is is I actually tried to order one from Paul because he had the same issue and it got rejected because I had already bought one. So, I have already I've already tried to do this for someone Greg, so. All right. Well, I'll go I'll go do that then. It shall be done. Uh, I will say. Uh, so I do want to mention uh Book Club Lost Light 1 and 2 this week is what Zaldron said earlier, so. I, I think going into this, we were trying to set the record for shortest TFYLP episode. And I, I think we may have done that. Eh, I don't know. I think there was one where the audio cut out uh, about a month ago. <laughs> if you count it as an official episode. Yeah, that, that lasted like 25 minutes of that. That was my first attempt at hosting and it did not go well. So, I, I do appreciate it, Phil, for you covering uh, for me while I've been been uh, off working at, at my new job so i hope it's going uh, well for you <laughs> so anyway all right well we got a good amount of folks to thanks antoine especially thanks for popping in uh haven't seen you jump in here before but certainly zaldron ron catherine space boy g78 uh, thanks for joining us in the chat, and uh, I, I hope there's going to be a microcasters this week. I know uh, that's been a little bit in flux. We had one last week, and uh, Rick, is there going to be a cut the tape? I don't know. I keep sending them to Lucas, it, and Lucas doesn't put them up, so he's got two episodes. Did in the I not put the last no, one up? you've got two episodes in the bank, and you haven't put them up yet. Oh, I, I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Apologize I'll, uh... to Zeldron, who's the only guy who watches them. <laughs> I I will try to get that up uh, this week. I I'm, I'm sorry about you hear that. Hear that, buddy? He's gonna try and get him for you. 
I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. I will say that I know I, I'm not going to be able to be on microcasters myself because uh, I'll be coming driving back to Kansas City Thursday night. But. I believe there's going to be an oof on Wednesday night as well. Paul has uh, indicated uh-huh. that there will likely be a, a special oof this Wednesday. I might have to pop in for that. I'm, I may have a little something, something. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and a story to go with it. Well, gentlemen, appreciate you joining. Listeners and viewers, appreciate you listening and viewing. And uh, on that, guten Nacht. Oof. Oof. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of tftalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. 